Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, today we talk fish in our industry review. We know that we have the most abundant seafood stocks in the waters around Ireland, but do we cherish and promote the beautiful bounty that surrounds us to the same degree as our Spanish, French or Italian counterparts do? For this week's industry review, I'm joined by a couple of people that are looking to make that happen. I'm delighted to be joined this morning by John Shine of Killybegs Cash Limited and also Shine Seafood up there in the northwest and down in the southwest, Liam Quinlan of Quinlan Seafoods in Kerry. You're both very welcome to the programme, gentlemen. Morning, everybody. Good morning, Bobby, and, and thank you very much for having us on. It's, it's a great opportunity to, to get the message out there. Well, we'd start with you, John. Um, I know you, 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 you have controversially maybe said that you, you blame the Catholic Church uh, for the fact that we don't embrace fish. Can you, can you give us your reasoning behind that? Well, my father grew up in, in Limerick in a, a small village called Glenbrahan on, on the side of the sort of the Galtee Mountains direction. And every Friday they were forced to eat fish. It was driven into them, regardless of whether the fish was in good quality or not. And this came back to the Catholic Church always had fish farms or monasteries beside the rivers and to generate revenue for the for the, the monasteries they they kind of made it like mandatory for people in the community to support the monasteries by buying fish so it had very little to do with religion it was more to do with supporting the church but times have changed a lot in ireland and fish is so well handled now and the choice and people are more informed and but there's still that legacy hanging on there okay. where people are a little bit frighten the fish. Now, let's move on then, as you say, to the current day, and we talk about, you know, fish. Like, it really amazes me that we, we, you know, we see things like sea bass on menus across the country, and we don't have sea bass here, but yet we ignore beautiful fish like John Dory, or even, to a lesser extent, maybe Pollock or Gurnard. Why is it that we have a sort of a fixation about a very narrow range of fish? Well, I think a lot of it is to do with promotion and availability of product. And I suppose, look, the big elephant in the room here, Bobby and listeners, is the fact that uh, we have so much coastline here in Ireland and we have so little of the, the quotas. And we have the biggest whitefish grounds in Europe, yet we have the smallest fleet. And, are you ri- so and is- am I right in saying, Liam, that we only have access to 4% of the available fish? Is that, is that the correct stat? Basically, for every five fish caught off the coast of Ireland, we get one and four go to our European cousins. Right. We're not going to solve that problem here today, I'd suggest. But I, I, I've, can we move back then maybe to, you know, our love of of cod and, you know, haddock uh, and then the way that we ignore many fish that our European and even our, our Asian brethren absolutely adore. I, I, I don't get that really. Yeah, like if you take a look at something like even whole crab, which are in abundance this time of year, um, you can sell crab meat and crab claws all day long. But the body meat, which is probably the most nutritious and definitely the best tasting part of the, of the of the animal, Irish people just don't want to buy it. I suppose it's an education thing and it's probably a cultural thing as well. As John said, um, a lot of inland people were force-fed fish when they were younger and the quality wouldn't have been as good. But now you can get fish in any corner are the centre of Ireland on any given day and it's as fresh as you'll get in any part of the coastline. 
Yeah. So I suppose there's a lot of education involved, but the the, the agencies don't seem to be getting behind the, the promotion of, of fish particularly. Uh, John, back to you. Um, and again, I, I know that uh, you, you have a lovely range of sardines. You also have your own tuna. And your, your marketing around that has been particularly slick, and I, I, I commend you for that. But can I ask you about sardines? Again, to the layman, we don't have an association that we have sardines in Irish waters. But are, there's, again, a little bit of confusion. Are they pilchards? Are they sardines? Maybe just clarify that for us, if you would. Okay, well, for a start, there actually is no fish in the world called a sardine, and there never was a fish called a sardine. Right. The, na- the name comes from Sardinia, where they used to can pilchards. And the name kind of stuck as a generic name, like the name Scampi. There's no fish in boats catching Scampi. It's a generic term. Right. So there are over 22 different varieties of fish that can be called sardines because they're, they're from the same f- uh, family. Now, if you're in America, they call them Maine sardines, cut off the coast of Maine. They're herring. In all along Portugal, they call them sardines. They're pilchards. If they're caught in Scotland or Ireland or Norway or the Baltic, they're spratus, spratus, spratus. But the beauty about the fish that they catch in Ireland is that they're so small. They're a small variety. We'll compare them to like a Shetland pony compared to a Clydesdale. It's the variety that makes them small, not the fact that they're immature fish. So on an average tin we, of Irish sardines, there will be 10 fish. So the fish are so small, the scales are non-existent, the bones are sort of melted, and it's just, a, it's a gourmet product. Wow. I did, if you I... were on the continent and you were eating them, they would be just fired up about them. They would be so excited. Isn't that and, amazing? I didn't know that now. That's, uh, you learn, you learn and, something new on this programme every day. And you know, they're caught down in Dunmore East. Uh, they're caught off Waterford, um, off the Boyne in Drogheda. The first sardines we, we ever processed was last year. We bought them from two boats from Moore Island out off Burtonport. Um, landed in Killybegs, and the quality is unbelievable. And, and it's on our doorstep. I always say Irish people know more about the Kardashians than they do about the seafood. It's, it's embarrassing when we, we travel and we go to nations like France and Spain and they ask us, how many seafood restaurants do you have or what do you have? And, and we don't. My daughter was in Killarney a couple of weeks ago and she went into one of Liam's establishments and she's still talking about it. She said, Dad, we got real Irish prawns that were caught in the porcupine said they were caught by Sean Killini. He's a fisherman from Killybegs. You know, and she was so happy that everything about this was quality. It was Irish. And there was nothing on the market would touch it. And fully and, and I must say, she's, she's so fired up about it. All and right. it's great to see that there are people that do care what they put on their menus and do have a passion to do it right. So Now, we have a, we have a third guest joining us. is Dennis Good from the Good Fish Company. Uh, Dennis, you're very welcome to the programme. Firstly, you might tell us a little bit about you and your business, if you would, Dennis. Um, good morning, Bobby, um, and good morning, lads. Um, I started my life in the marine industry in 1967 as a, an apprentice boat builder. Um, 
as the timber boat building declined, I opened my first fish shop in Carrigaline in County Cork in 1998 and went on to develop the business from there. We now have five fish shops around Cork and we built a new factory, processing factory, and um, 20, 25 years ago. And we now supply nearly all the major multiples in Ireland and a share of work exports to France, um, to the Middle East, we send fish. Right. Um, we have 100 people full-time working for us. And the business is growing. My son has taken over as managing director. Obviously, from the dates I gave you, Bobby, I'm, uh, I'm an old warrior now. <laughs> well, listen, it's great to talk to you, Dennis, but can I ask you a couple of things? Um, so you obviously do filleting, breading, smoking, all that sort of stuff for the wholesale market. But you mentioned their exports to France and to Asia. What type of products do you sell there that you don't sell here? Um, well, we, we, we sell the, the products that we export. We also um, sell in Ireland. Our major exporter to France is Irish organic salmon. Right. Um, packed and processed in a certain way to the requirements of the supermarkets there. Um, and it's growing, it's growing rapidly. Um, in fairness to the Irish um, salmon growers, they have increased capacity. Their quality is world class and it sells itself. Um, what we send to the Middle East and further away is mostly smoked salmon. Right. We're we're not involved in the shellfish industry. We leave that to the guys who specialise in that. Um, and our ambition is to export high-value Irish whitefish. We have a new product we're hoping to introduce next year, um, which would be a bit of a game changer if it works out. What is it? Um, it will be a cooked product in a special way, in a special format. Secret? Um, it's a secret, is it? Uh, we're keeping it cagey <laughs> at the moment, Bobby. <laughs> we, we don't want our competitors well, to I, know too much well, about I'm it. Sure, I'm sure Liam Quinn will tell us all about it. Liam, he, uh, Liam, 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 Liam knows what I have. No, 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 so <laughs> Liam, Liam you're, you're welcome back, but I didn't get you give you an opportunity to introduce your own business to us at the start. I was so uh, hung up on wanting to know what species was what. So tell us about your own business, Quinlan Seafoods in Kerry. I know it's a great business. Well, we started back in 1963, um, and the business was bought out by my father and a, a number of other local fishermen and, and even a publican from a Danish company that went belly up, and we subsequently bought out the company as a family in 1996. So we're now into our third generation. So my kids are joining us in the business. Um, we have six fish shops, a couple of restaurants, uh, seafood bars, stroke fish and chip shops throughout Kerry. I think we're really well known in Kerry. And we export quite a lot of we produce throughout Europe. Um, so I suppose if you're ever walking through the airports in um, any of the major airports, you'll see Caviar House, the people that are inside selling the, the smoked salmon in, in Heathrow and all of that. We supply the likes of them. Okay. The smoked salmon as we do throughout Europe. And we export quite a lot of what we produce then to Italy, France, Belgium, Luxembourg, Austria, all of, all of the EU, bit of, a bit of the Middle East then as well. And are you involved in actually so, fishing uh, as well and we, fishing boats, Liam? No? Or, or, do, you have, do you have your own boats? No, we were. We had, we had four trawlers at one stage, but we've sold them all off over the last couple of years because getting crews and 
all of that was just proving extremely problematic. Right. As were the, as was the quota situation, which I, I dealt in earlier on. So uh, we just made a strategic decision to exit catching as such. Now we still have a great relationship with all of the boats that that catch for us, but yeah. uh, direct, directly or nothing at the moment. Okay. But we want to get back in. I I've I've agreed to buy another boat, but my brother Ronan has. Uh, he was kind of he's the kind of is he the accountant man. is he the accountant no the, the accountant they call, we, 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 would, we would leave go near the accountant we bypass him but uh, my brother Ronan at this particular <clears> moment just doesn't have the ground to get back into it so so that's us look we employ just over 120 people at peak time this time of year um, and lucky to we're proud to, to represent our part of Kerry and, and employ as many local people as we can yeah no great business John back to you up in Killy Beggs can you tell us about the, the albacore tuna? And are there more tuna now passing up the northwest coast than there ever before because, of, for whatever reason, global warming or otherwise? Well, I've just been on some of the boats this morning that are actually fishing the Irish albacore tuna to see how fishing went last night because it's only a six-week season. So the stocks of albacore tuna are very healthy in the European waters. You know, it's a very well-managed fishery and actually the quota was increased in the last couple of years by probably 25%. So that's a good sign of a sustainable fishery. So Irish fishermen will catch about 3,000 tonne of albacore tuna. Will they? So we're the only company getting Irish albacore tuna on the market, and the support we got from Irish retailers, and I mean all of them, I'm not going to say one, I mean all of them, from corner stores to multiples, um, they carry all of our products and you know they are fired up to support irish industry and irish fishermen they just need more product and and quotas are a problem i mean you talk about tuna yesterday there were four bluefin tuna caught out off killybegs by recreational fishermen and that's catch and release only we're not allowed to land one of them yeah but yet they're that abundant in our waters they'll be like the deer in the phoenix park we'll have to cull them shortly because they'll have everything eaten in every bay. So we're not getting a fair crack at the whip. The European quota for bluefin tuna has been increased by 75% in the last five years. The stock have made a massive recovery. So, ba- basically, so basically a, a Belgian or a Spanish trawler can come in to, off the coast of Donegal, catch and land tuna that you're not allowed to do. No, that- no, no. Sp- Spain has a quota... France has a quota, Malta has a quota, and Portugal has a quota. They, they have a quota for about 17,000 tonne. It could be up to 20,000 20, tonne this year. Wow. There's actually boats as we speak leaving Japan. It takes them nine weeks to get here. And they're waiting outside our waters when we're fattening these tuna all summer. And once they go outside our international waters, about 200 miles. They just swoop them up. They're taking them up. They're going straight to the sushi market. And what they would be worth to the local economy, you couldn't even shake a stick at the value. Ireland doesn't have a quota for bluefin tuna. And there's only one reason, because we never asked. That's a very frustrating place when you, when you look out to sea and you see the, the potential, you see the opportunity and you just can't get at it. Uh, Dennis, I'm going to give you the last word as the senior man in the room um, in, ter- in, terms, in terms of the future of Irish fish and Irish fish processing, where do you see it lying? <clears throat> um, Bobby, the demand for seafood is growing um, there is, we're lucky in the industry in that we really don't have to market it 
and especially for Irish seafood. And as the lads have said, the, the public are conscious of that. So there is a future for fish processing. But like everything else, it's changing. The supply chain is changing. And the state needs to wake up to the fact that we're leaving, as the lad said, an awful lot of fish escape from us to foreign nations. Yeah. There needs to be a major um, urgency taken on by the state to get more, to allow the fishermen to catch more fish so as to allow us to process it. Okay. We have a, we have a huge demand for Irish hake. We have a huge demand for the simple ones like hake and haddock and monk. We have a huge demand for it, and we can't fill it at the moment because of shortage of supply due to the quotas. And I'll just give you a simple one to back up what the leads said there, Bobby. There was a tie-up scheme for the boats so as to help with the shortage of quotas. But none of the processors were contacted about that. We can't leave our supermarkets, and we supply nearly all the supermarkets in the state. And as you well know, if you don't fill your your your, your shelf. Someone else will. Somebody else will. And there is, I'll give you another example. BIM, Liam was at it, and I organized a meeting in Port Leash last October, um, like an investigative meeting to see what the problems and the issues were with our, our, pro, our processors and fishmongers. They promised that they'd arrange a meeting early this year. It hasn't happened. A meeting with the, the the fishers, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that yeah. we could, you know, that we could work together. Well, hopefully, hopefully that will happen soon, uh, Dennis. And because uh, I, I think it's a great industry. And John, I have one last thing to say to you before I go. I, I you're going to go up in my estimation, or you're, I'm going to go up in your estimation, because I caught a blackfin tuna there about six months ago, off the coast of Florida, and it was the nicest thing I've ever eaten. There you go now. You well, don't there get, you go. You, you don't get them off. Now. I'm thinking, you, what is that? You don't get them off, Donegal, I can tell you. They're, they were painted. They were painted, Bobby. <laughs> All right. All right. You have me there now. Well, well, well listen, I'm, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. But, you know, the recreational fishing in Donegal Bay is on fire at the moment. Actually, big bluefin tuna, it's, right. it, 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 it's great. Well, look, catch I'm, and release, though. It's not for well, keeps. I'm afraid we've run out of time, guys. It's a fascinating industry. I could talk to the, all three of you all day. My thanks to John Shine of Killybegs Catch, Limit, Catch Limited and Shine Seafood, Liam Quinlan of Quinlan Seafoods in Kerry, and Dennis Good of the Good Fish Company down there in Cork. Thanks all very much for joining us this morning, lads, and wishing thanks, you all Bobby. well. Thanks, Cheers. Bobby. Thanks for having us on. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.